Welcome. Welcome to program. It's well, illiterate. Welcome to program. Welcome to program. We're literate. <laughs> <laughs> and we can read all 26, baby. This is uh, the sometimes reader. Right. Sometimes readers. Sometimes Plural? readers. Well, it's two sometimes of us. Sometimes readers. I mean, it's the, true. The fans of Stephen King are called the constant readers. So we would be the okay. sometimes readers, I think. We are the sometimes readers. Yeah. Singular's cleaner, but hey, I know, there are I two it. of us. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do, right? Yeah. I mean I don't I don't want the hate mail to PS, you know, postscript. Also, it should be singular, it's cleaner. But I also don't want postscript to say should have gone plural, there's two of us. <laughs> right. It's sort of a double edged sword. <laughs> There's really no winning with these people right. that we've made up in our minds. <laughs> and then I'd have to be like, hey, look, I can read. I can't do math. Right. right. And I would have to can't admit count. that I can't read. But can't uh. do math. <laughs> between uh. us, third grade's going to be a breeze. <laughs> I should probably go back to school. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> After You're going back to school? Yeah, I'm going to do like a Rodney Dangerfield thing where I yeah. go back to school. Yeah. I'm going to Okay. I'm going to relive the glory days, but also maybe learn something along the way, you know? Uh, where <laughs> Does he learn anything? I've never actually seen it. Uh no. I don't think Yeah, right? Yeah, I think by that by the time they made back to school, uh he had to be at least in his fifties and what are you going to, how are you going to teach somebody in their fifties? Something new. Come on. I've never known it to happen. Yeah. Who's going to, what 50 year old is going to accept some sort of new information. (laughs) And Hey, speaking of old people, not doing anything new. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Welcome to the Sometimes Readers, formerly yeah. the Greedy Little Book Boys. Uh, right. We changed it. because ch- Yeah, we had to change it. I think it's fun that we had an in-joke with yeah. everyone who currently listens to the show. Sure. But I also acknowledge that if more people listened, that would be good. And if they saw the phrase Greedy Little Book Boys, yeah. they wouldn't thinking, know Oof. what to make of that. Those pages are stuck together. That's what they're thinking. There's a connotation to it. Right. Air. There might be some sort of a viscous goo in the book, uh, but maybe not jizz. I don't know. <laughs> everyone, that's the thing. Everyone in this book is like, well, jizz doesn't turn hay black. I'm like, ah, uh, uh, buddy. Uh, speak for yourself. Yeah. It's rodeo clowns. That's what happens when rodeo clowns do it. Yeah. That's from getting pulverized by <laughs> by some sort of a uh, a bull. Did you see that jump? Yeah, <laughs> the 
was incredible. Yeah. It's unfortunate that, like, it would be fun to clip that, put it online. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it was in the middle of the NC-17 segment. <laughs> right, where we were just talking about jizz. Jizz, yeah. <laughs> oh, cute cat. Anyway, <laughs> back to the pile of festering jizz. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this pile of pages we have here, Dan. Oh, and what a pile it is. Mm-hmm. So this is what do the we outsider. read here? <laughs> it's the outsider. I just said it. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> a New York Times number one bestseller. Really? That Allegedly. Um They probably all go number one, right? I would have to imagine. I mean, how many other authors really are there where it's like an event or something when they release a book? You know, like, yeah, you, maybe you're John Grisham's, maybe, maybe John you're Grisham. J.K. Rowling's, um, Elena Even, Ferrante among a certain set. Who's that? Of, is, I don't know. Um, doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. uh, acclaim. <laughs> I'm fucking no. No, that's fine. A, an acclaimed author who I've never read, who people say very good things I, about. I, I did not. And need therefore, to call you out on that. <laughs> no. Um, and then. Of course, Harper Lee. Ah. Who gets shouted the, out weirdly in Yeah. The new right. Harper Lee book. That's like <laughs> I feel like that was included. First of all, I want to say every single reference yeah. in this book is weird. It feels weird and it wrong. It does. Yes. I agree with you. <laughs> it all feels uh forced and weird. It fe- all the t- all the talk about iPads. Yeah. Uh, the uh, reference MapQuest. <laughs> yeah, MapQuest. In, re- in 2018. <laughs> My goodness. Referencing uh, Ozark um, at one point, uh, which I that thought was, was... That was fun. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but all of that stuff, it, fe- it, it just... Uh, it does feel like Stephen King, like, wrote it his way, and then he went back in, like did like a word search and then went back and changed like whatever sixties references he initially wrote to something more current. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She had legs like uh, control F Suzanne Plachette replaced (laughs) with Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) Yeah. The Suzanne Plachette of uh, today. Of course, of course. Of the 2000s, right? Rob, I'll be honest with you. I was just trying to think of two women's names. <laughs> and oh, I think... failed the Bechdel cast. <laughs> I almost called it the Bechdel cast. The Bechdel cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You failed that um, podcast. Well, I failed that too because I never listened to it. Oh, Sorry. my God. Sorry, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, girls. You like, is that a good show? Should I listen to it? Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it is pretty good. Uh, you know, right. they they uh, they take the take the piss out of everything, and you well, would be shocked at how many movies like us. do not pass the Bechdel test, and then also how many do. But it, it, you would be surprised at the ones that actually do pass it. <laughs> What's it's a? Like, I can't, uh, well, now you, you've put me on the spot. We've we've done okay. this twice now. That's okay. Uh, we can move right on. Yeah, I want to say. Like Would you say back to school passes the back definitely test? not okay, um, okay. something like uh, maybe Spring Breakers, you know, where it's mm. like it, it like a Harmony Corinne movie 
the whole movie is just like this neon color, like MDMA cocaine fucking party with like girls in bikinis the entire time. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the cast is like it's like an ensemble cast with a lot of a lot of girls in it. Right? Jesus. A lot of, a lot of girls, right? Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. it's going down a weird road. Okay. Bring it back. Reel it um, in. The outsider. So now all I can think about are chicks, dude. Oh man, you're you're such a fucking hound dog. You're like you're like that, Elvis you know Presley, the original hound dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that mo- movie, Elvis. That's, that's my uh, my most uh, uh, reachable reference at the moment. <laughs> Would you say it's better than the Kurt Russell Elvis miniseries we watched for this? Very program all those years ago. Uh, I don't know about all that. There's more. They show more of the uh, the dark side of Elvis in the current one. Uh, I think. I mean, that one came out like what, like less than five years after Elvis died, and I think it was pretty. Uh, I I don't remember it going into the drug stuff at all. Uh, yeah, all I really remember about that one is just how much he loved his mom. Yeah. That's really all they talked about. Yeah, he was a mama's boy. Yeah. Um this one he's pretty, he's a mama's boy too, but they uh it's also Basil Ehrman and I like, you know, it's it's like a certain kind of movie. It's it's insanity. For the first like 45 minutes I'm like, what am I even, what is yeah. this? Why am I watching this? And then the next like 2 hours because it is an hour and 45. Um, yeah, your brain has been hardwired at uh, rewired at that point. Yeah. And now you are recalibrated. pilled. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. "Oh, the, the the rest of this movie seems normal to me." Yeah, you're like, "Oh, I can see forever now." Yeah. Very good. Um anyway, the outside. What do you think of mm-hmm. well, real quick, okay. since you brought it up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like people are going to get mad if we don't address sure. it. Sure. Do you think you ain't nothing but a hound dog works as an insult. Like it's clever for a song. Yeah. But if I, if I, if we were in a fight, mm-hmm. you and me, and I said, and you were, if you called me and I said, you, you ain't nothing right. but a hound dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a great insult. Maybe, you know, 200 years ago <laughs> sure well I and also, what if i yeah and then if i twisted the knife by saying you ain't never caught a rabbit yeah i mean really you know the song the song is about like some fucking like some guy chasing skirts right like he's he's a dog man oh rabbit is like is coos. yeah it's coos. <laughs> rabbit means coos <laughs> i've never said that word in my life wow that's too bad. <laughs> My uh, first coos. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I talk about it all the time. I'm watching The Sopranos. They they fucking say it all the time on that show. <laughs> I had to Google what the joke was with Cusimano. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. Coos, yeah. you know, like your last name. He's like, yeah, but the other yeah. meaning. I know. Um, yeah, yeah it's, All right. Yeah, it's about a guy chasing coos and... And Elvis is, he knows that, man. And he's shaking his goddamn hips. Fucking, it, it is funny. In the movie, when he, like, first shakes his hips, 
it it's like something snaps. Is there the like audience. maraca sounds? <laughs> he shakes one and yeah. goes, shh. <laughs> I mean, might as well be. <laughs> it's like it the first shake of his hips, like the 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 women in the audience immediately like fucking sploosh themselves. And mm. they're just they have lost their minds completely. They they can only think about fucking Elvis from that moment on. And mm-hmm. all the guys in the audience are like, you know, fuck you for taking my woman right in front of me like that. It's great. I guess we should do that for the show. A little, uh, a little Baz Elvis. Yeah. Baz Elvis. Talk about yeah. Austin Butler and his accent. His <laughs> permanent accent. His permanent yeah. Elvis accent. I listened to uh, WTF with him, which it was actually a, a good episode. No, it's it's WTF with Mark Marin. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he talks about the, the accent, like Marin, like kind of holds his feet to the fire <laughs> and he's like, what? Come on, man. What happened? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. I, uh, I, was, I don't know, I, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm all shook up, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't. No. Uh, 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 no, he, I guess he was working on the movie for like three years straight and like, uh, this was like during COVID and he was like living in Australia or New Zealand and the whole time he just he was you know in total Elvis mode, and he's also like f- kind of from the South anyway, and mm, uh, mm-hmm. and then when he when he came out of it out of his like fugue state he he was just uh, he was just talking like that and he, he's wearing and, the jumpsuit around his house yeah it's the only way like, he can feel peace feel it's the peace. only way he can come. <laughs> All right, we brought it full circle. That's right. We're back on come. It's time to talk about the, the outsider. Yeah. Well, what? The Outsider, published in 2018. Yeah. Written by Stephen King. Is that right? Heard of him? Heard of him? <laughs> uh, the master of horror himself. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Published by Scribner. Scribner. Thoughts on Scribner? Right. Ah, unknown publishing company. <laughs> and I would like to, if we, I think we could set about 15 minutes, set aside about 15 minutes to hear your thoughts on Scribner. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never heard of Scribner. Damn. Don't hold back. <laughs> no, really fucking lay into him. Go ahead. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, me neither. It doesn't even matter, does it? No. This is... His 58th novel, his 58th published novel. Yeah. Rob, I got to tell you, it really feels like number 58, does it not? (laughs) It really does. Does it not feel like number Cinco Ocho, the old inverse Chad? Yeah. uh, I I am torn with this book um, because I do think it's... Uh, I do like aspects of it. I like the story. There are things, sure. uh, there are characters that I'm really enjoying all of these things. Um, but, uh, it was, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before you were like, you, we were talking about it and you said something to the effect of, uh, why does he have to use so many words? You know? <laughs> And, yeah, I'm I mean, laughing at my own remark. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it was a joke, but also 
I mean, completely. I, you, you will. Uh, I found myself saying the same thing. I mean, and then, which bring brought me to another sort of question, sort a uh, question about books in general. I am for books. Okay, let's. Oh, here we go. I am pro book. All right. I just don't think they should. They the smut belongs in the schools. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, no. So with with like uh, you know. Uh, movies and TV shows and whatnot, right? Every uh, every bit of dialogue, every scene should be pushing the story forward, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's not, what it should be doing. No, I don't think. I think the nice thing about a novel is that you don't necessarily have to do that. You, I well, will say, you should be, either be yeah. right pushing the story forward or developing character, like having character moments yes, or exploring some idea related to the themes. Well, yes, I, I'm going to say, I, I guess when I say pushing the story forward, I, I, I mean that in like a broad sense where like, yes, the actual story, the plot okay. of it moving forward itself, but also like, um, you know, each scene, maybe it's developing a character further or something. There yeah. shouldn't be any pointless scenes, I guess is, you know, where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. And not that I thought that there were any pointless scenes as a whole in this book, but there would be like some sort of a weird sentence that just comes up out of nowhere. And just like, oh, it reminded me of this time in uh, when I was a kid and I, I heard this uh, song on the radio. And then back to the current moment, right? Which is fine, but I just, I, me, I am just trying to wrap my head around what would make an author write that down. Not that it's a bad thing necessarily. I just don't understand it. You know, mm. maybe I'm like in my head, I'm just more economical with like what I want, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, yeah. So, I mean, there are a couple. Explain books to me, Dan. Well, so, okay. So I do think there's like, you know, writing, especially writing your 58th novel <laughs> is, is primarily a craft. Yeah. But I think even so, there are those moments where you're just kind of like, there's no reason I yeah, need to put this here, there. but it feels right. It, it's doing something. Mm-hmm. So I think there is maybe an element of that at play. I think there's also the fact that Stephen King is not known as a a, a stylist. Like that's not yeah. what he's famous for. No, that's you're right. He's that's true. A, he is a plot guy first and foremost, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. I mean, yeah. that, I, that's uh, obviously that's like more conducive to his writing in general. That's how you get to fifty eight books. Is like. Yeah. You just keep fucking hammering it out. And then, you know, at some point, probably in the 90s, it was just like, not that he was on autopilot necessarily. Yeah. Um, because this is like a well-crafted story. But you get so good at, you know, building chairs that you don't really, you know, you could just fucking do it. You know? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I think there's also, hold on, well, before I just put a pin in that real quick. Okay. Um, do you have like an example of a sentence like that? And it's okay if the answer is no. Um, so I'll pick I right don't, back up. N- no, I don't. Okay. I mean, you, you texted me a sentence yesterday. 
Oh, that's, that is that kind of what you were thinking of? Well, it's, <laughs> it, it's sentences like that. Mm-hmm. Because there are more, there are more examples. I don't know shit that just popped up, like out of whatever. Yeah. Um. So, um. Okay. Shit. Did I actually lose my spot? The other thing. No. Okay. Yeah. The other thing I think to consider here. Mm-hmm. Um. One key way that this is different from the last book we read, Salem's yes. Lot, mm-hmm. is the genre this is a detective story i would say kind of first and foremost true story (laughs) well no hold on no i think it is um it's based on it's supposed to be based (laughs) on a true story dan in a lot of ways you could say yeah um but i mean there's Mm -hmm. probably something to be said for that too even like even in terms of because i didn't have an issue with sort of like the flight of fancy sort of digressions. Right. And okay. I know you're not saying you did either. Yeah, yeah. I think that's cool. My bigger, I mean, my, my issue, the thing that sort of like was a bummer for me is how perfunctory the language is. Like uh-huh. it's, it's different from Salem's lot in that way. And obviously Again, like your second published novel is going to be way more exciting yeah. than your 58th. Yeah. I really want to hammer that home because that in and of itself is impressive that you oh, constructed absolutely. a 58th book. Right. But um, Salem's Lot repeats on itself a lot. Right. But yes. the he's like really sort of like digging in on the language. I know I just said he's not really known as a stylist whatever he's like that is sort of like a way that that book functions is it just Mm -hmm. keeps like turning over the same ideas and like trying to find new nooks to look into to explore them right this i felt kind of the opposite where like the edges were like fully sanded down a little bit Mm -hmm. in service of the plot so like the plot zips along pretty nice but it felt like kind of slog to read a little bit despite that. Yeah. I I would agree with you. I think uh this almost seems like uh like a more utilitarian form of writing where it's mm-hmm. like more you know there are like you know we we there is character development. It's not just like all plot or anything, but it definitely feels like um Maybe there's less uh, poetry to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, right? I think so. Like, there's less mystery in the writing itself, you know? Um, which, I I mean, I think that's kind of interesting because it's sort of like his whole late career, right, is like he's basically been writing detective novels recently. Like, he, he yeah. still does, you know, the horror thing. But, like, uh, you know, I think I would have to look it up, but. It's when, it's almost he like, like he's the Colorado kid, I think, is like the first uh it's like a detective like a mystery kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's in it's, almost, it's kind of like he silos off the mystery part of his brain and the sort of like world buildy yeah. fantastical. Not that there isn't like a supernatural element to this, obviously, but like right. compared to, you know, obviously you get like the well, dark like tower. To the, well, that I was just or even say like Doctor Sleep or something basically just veers into kind of like 
horror fantasy territory. Yes. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, so like it, it almost feels like, like obviously like you can get King's like King's voice comes through in this book, but it is a little like strange to see like, okay, the same guy that wrote this book also wrote all of the dark tower. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know right. I mean? Like it feels like he needs a, another pseudonym in yeah. addition to Richard Bachman. Totally. Yeah. I He's pitch like, uh, his mystery novel writer. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Right. I, I would like to pitch as a mm-hmm. name. Yep. Um, uh, Peter. Dinklage. Strobe. <laughs> Strobe. Strobe. <laughs> what's that? What's like his, Peter uh, Strobe. What's his writing partner? Uh, I think the guy just passed away, too. I think it's Peter Straub. Straub. Oh, is that his name? Yeah. I should know that. Yeah, I mean. I should really know that. No. Um, no, yeah. all right. Let's 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 give this. What's his mystery writer name? Um, I mean, his mystery writer name, it's gotta be something great, something like, you know, Bachman. Yeah. How about like Nico Van Zant? Oh, I like Van Zant. <laughs> All right. What about cities Van Zant? It's oh, like even yeah. better than the country man. Yeah. Yeah. Cities Van Zant sounds like he could be a detective also. <laughs> yeah. Municipalities Van Zant. Uh-huh. Call him Muni. <laughs> All the boys down at the station, they call me Muni. <laughs> but yeah, it, it I do think um I do think he's just sort of become like a little bit more delineated, I guess, in like how mm-hmm. he writes these different kinds of books. And like I feel yeah. like um, at the, at that point, you kind of got to do that to like, keep it interesting for yourself somehow. Right. Right. Like you got to give yourself these sort of like genre exercises. Yeah. I mean, you're 58 books in, like, how are you going to make that interesting? <laughs> yeah. You got to, gotta, you gotta, right. To, right. How do you complete a book when, you know, after you've done it fucking 57 other times? Yes. Now, um, I guess something else we should get into here uh-huh. is how it stacks up against the series, not in terms of quality necessarily, but just like mm-hmm. plot. And I was kind of shocked by how closely how was it, it yeah. hews to the original. Or, I know. Yeah, or to the series, I guess, or vice versa. Um, Really, like, I what, the biggest difference is that Ralph Anderson's kid is alive? Yeah. It, but he's away at summer camp, so who yeah, cares? He's, not he's basically right. dead. <laughs> he might as well yeah. be fucking dead. All we yeah. learn is that he's upset in in the next town over or whatever. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. No, I mean, like, everything uh, was the same. Like, the, the, the time jumping around as far as, like, um, uh, the arrest, when they arrest uh, Terry at the, you know, the baseball game. Um the way that they jump back and forth between like, you know, the evidence piling up and then when they're actually going to make the arrest, all of that stuff. Um, you know, the, the kid driving the fucking van from New York to Dayton, Ohio. It's like, it's all the same. Um, Um, however, I will say the, every single 
God damned interrogation or interview or whatever. Yeah. Could have been half the length. Oh, look who's back. Uh, we got the zooms. Hi. <laughs> Hello. And this, of course, is Beansy. This is Beansy. Yes. She's uh, she's very excitable. <laughs> what's what's Gizmo's deal? Um, she's pretty chill. Um, she likes to go in the sink and drink straight from the faucet. We got one who likes to do that, except she's too stupid, so she just gets water all over her head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gizmo's like, just like, you know, she she, she spills quite a bit. <laughs> they both have these <laughs> underbites, too. That's adorable. That is They're pretty very, cute. Yeah. Um. So, wait. Um. What were we just talking about? I got distracted by the cat. Oh, all of the interviews being kind of annoying. Uh, uh, yeah. It I it seems like a misguided attempt at naturalism that just like yeah. I it's also like this it, it also feels weird to have like comic relief in like the first 50 page you know it's just like right <laughs> yeah. off the bat you're like cutting the tension with like this towny bullshit yeah yeah totally. um and also I just like I don't feel like anybody talks like that to police yeah you know uh-huh. But so here's an example of what we're talking to uh, talking about. Um, this is when he's talking to a, a Polish person. So maybe that's why that's part of the issue here. <laughs> I'm just uh-huh. kidding. Nothing but love for our <laughs> many Polish listeners. So I, I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, mm-hmm. Cerny. Yeah. Uh, Cerny. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Cerny says he's talking about how he went fishing uh, to uh, off what they call the Iron Bridge, you know, mm-hmm. out on Old Forge Road. Uh, the interviewing officer says, yes, sir. Cerny says, it's a great place to catch catfish. Many people don't like to fish for them because they're ugly, not to mention that they'll bite you sometimes while you're trying to get the hook out of them. But my wife fries them up with salt and lemon juice, and they taste pretty damned good. The lemon's the secret, you know. And you have to use an iron skillet, what my ma used to call a spider. Mm-hmm. What? No one... Who, and this is like every single person in the town is just like spinning yarns to the cop. <laughs> as they're yeah. talking about the murder that everybody's heard about at this point. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's pretty yeah. It, if it, if there was a murder that you knew about, Dan. Yeah. And uh the cops came to talk to you about it, would you be telling them about your mom's frying pan? <laughs> like I probably wouldn't. And I have to imagine the editor just like just red pen all over this section. Changing it from uh, my wife microwaves them with salt and lemon juice and they taste pretty damn good. (laughs) The paper towels, the secret, you know. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) This guy, he probably wrote that and had himself a snack because he he made himself hungry. (laughs) "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." You know what? That does sound good. (laughs) I'm going to throw some fish in the microwave. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of that. I did kind of like... is her name Rainwater? Yeah. Um, that, one of the, the women interview. who get that. The, yeah. The, they interview this the, woman who's 
the Willow Rainwater, right? That's yeah. her name. Yeah, she mm-hmm. drives the drives the cab that takes Terry Maitland to the train station. Yeah. Represented also in the series, so mm-hmm. everyone knows what we're talking about. Right. She gets a lengthy interview that begins with her being like, "All right, I know what you're thinking. I'm a big fat Native American lady, right?" And the officer's like, I wasn't thinking that. And she's like, yeah, but yeah, you, you were, were thinking that. You were totally thinking it. And now that we've established that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. And like, I know I'm talking out both sides of my mouth here. On one hand, saying the language is too streamlined. Yeah. yeah. And by the by the books. And, and then also it's. It gets a little. But come on, weird, there's got to be a wordy. yeah. There's got to be a third option where you do something I like yeah, more. That's true. You know. Um. Uh, yeah, I. Um. No, I agree. I think. Uh, I. I don't know. I. The detective aspect of it feels a little draggy to me. Um. Just all the procedural business, especially like, um, I don't know, like leading up to uh, the arraignment, um, all of that stuff. I don't know. It, it just it felt like it was just kind of going on for a little too long, mm-hmm. um, which I think like in the, you know, we, re- we read up until... Uh, was it page two eighty seven yeah. in our copy? We read up, which is about we read up halfway. to, yes, we read up to basically Holly's introduction. Yes, the last which, chapter that we read was Holly's introduction uh, into the story, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, in the show, Holly's introduced. I, th- I want to say in episode three, definitely. If it's not three, then it's definitely four. Yeah, um, it just moves a little bit faster than. It feels like book. it. And part of me wonders too, if that is just like a, a difference in medium where it's like film, you know, you have audio and visual. So it's like, you can get yeah, I more mean, information across more efficiently. Right. Is it because there's so much internal monologue in the book? <laughs> there's a bit, there's a bit of that. I, even I have to admit, um, <laughs> Yeah, and like you just you have to describe what people look like instead of just showing, just, you know, pointing a camera at them. True. So I I I'm I don't begrudge it that too much, especially because like I I also was like kind of feeling that way. And the thing that I reminded myself of is that I might not feel that way if I hadn't just watched the show. That's true. You know, yeah. I wonder if we're just like up against that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So maybe for part two, we should read and record before we watch and record. We Book can still release it. Our discussion. We could, yeah. We could still release it in the, 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 the TV show, then book order. But yeah. if we, if we capture that, that initial, that you know, yeah, that magic, Ooh, what is podcast happening? magic. These fucking these cats are so loud. They don't understand podcasting, 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 um, <laughs> podcasting, podcasting. Uh, all right. Do you catfish fried up, <laughs> fried up, little lemon, Ma's lemon, 
in a spider. Um, do you do you want to take a, a little break and then we'll we'll get into the the, the book itself? Sure. We'll be right back. If you want to hear us come back from break, head over to patreon.com slash kingmepod for more. Yeah. Five dollars. Right Bye bye. Five dollars. Five dollars. What's that fapping sound? It's the fucking cat in the litter box. Oh Jesus. She's she's very bad. F- very yeah. bad cat. She is a bad cat. Look at her. She's very bad. Get it. Close she's the just, lid. She's knocking on all the walls. Come on. <laughs> Enough's enough. Remember when you thought you wanted this? <laughs> I still do. They're great. To just... quote a certain red-headed America's it girl. Uh-huh. Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> well, to paraphrase. Right. Um, all right. <laughs>